Welcome to the Creators Are Brands podcast. I am your host, Tom Boyd. This is the show where we uncover how storytellers are building brands online. And today we talk to Jasmine Watt. She is a TikTok creator and she has a full-time in tech. But we focus our convo on the subject matter that she discusses on her TikTok because she offers unique insights and perspectives on the state of social media. So I wanted to bring that conversation to you. And it was a, a fantastic conversation to say the least. We talked about how TikTok is the new Facebook Instagram ads. We talk about how TikTok is actually converting into email subscribers, how TikTok helps you grow on other platforms, what it means to be a gen influencer, what makes Emily Mariko such a great creator, how to use the green screen feature on TikTok. I know it sounds simple, but you know I was trying to figure it out and, and uh, she, she helped give me some, uh, some guidance on, on how to use that uh, the right way. We talk about the importance of a strong hook on TikTok and how she structures them and why being relatable matters more than production value on TikTok. It was a wonderful conversation. I can't wait for you to listen into it. But first, a word from our sponsor, Lumano. This is the platform that I use that makes working with brands and getting paid easier so I can focus my time doing what I enjoy the most, creating content and connecting with you. You've heard me talk about how we need to stop working with brands as one-off transactions rather to seek to build a relationship with them. Well, the way you build a relationship is through effective communication. And Lumano has a collabs feature that simplifies the communication process with the brand you are working with. Imagine having email, Gmail, Dropbox, and payments all in one place. So when it comes to expectations, deliverables, and timing, you can literally stay on the same page with the brand you are working with. Also, you can request and receive your payment from brand partners for no fees. So when you request your hard-earned bread through Lumano, an invoice is generated and sent right to your client's inbox. Then they are able to pay you right with the click of a button. (laughs) So stop using PayPal to send invoices unless you're selling your used air conditioner to your neighbor. Start treating your creator business like a professional. Price what you deserve at Lumano.com. You know, close people call me Jazz. You can call me Jazz. You know, we're on a cool basis now. (laughs) We're on a cool basis uh we're friends on tiktok and now real time on the creators our brands podcast i wanted to have you on the show because i love i I, you you do a good job of highlighting what's happening uh in the world of social media via your tiktok and it's a very tiktok way it's raw and real you're speaking into the you know the iphone microphone just (laughs) like this and it feels like a friend is kind of recapping what's going on and i thought it would be neat to have you on the show to talk about uh, where TikTok is, where it's going, how people should and can be using it. And you make a bold claim in one of your videos. You said being on TikTok is the equivalent of paying for Instagram and Facebook ads. So we're coming mm-hmm. in hot. But like, <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. It's it's a bold idea because, you know, a lot of people have been relying on that, like building businesses off of Instagram and Facebook ads. Where, like, how how do you think about this and why is TikTok the the new Facebook and Instagram ad? Mm, yes, I could talk about this all day as I do. <laughs> well, cool. first of all, I sing about the praises of TikTok because I think it did a quite a few things for a lot of people, right? I think it removed a lot of barriers for content creation, right? You can create everything in the app, boom, post it all then and there. It's made video content creation so much easier. And also it's provided a reach that we have not seen in so long with a social media app. And I think just based on how much creators have grown and brands are gravitating to the platform, there is an obvious need to ensure that social media platforms have the ability to still 
grow organically and have optimal optimized reach. You know, the only way nowadays to gain that sort of, you know, new eyes, new reach, of course, if you hit the the discovery feed, I think is what they call on Instagram. I should know this, but the explore page, yeah, the explore yeah, page. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sounding old. I clearly don't use Instagram as much anymore. <laughs> uh, the explore page, or if you want more eyes on your content beyond people who are watching, um, already like following you, what do you do? You pay for ads to be served to, you know, new people, net new users. So, you know, when I think about TikTok, though, of course, everything hits the For You page, right? Everyone has a For You page. Everyone has the chance to have a video that gains tons of reach beyond who is even following them. So I think just the way TikTok is set up, it's set up to give back to creators in the way that they are going to see a ton of reach and scale on their videos and content. And to me, I think it's just proving that like, that's what people want. Like, and if you can get that for not paying versus like an Instagram <laughs> ad that you might pay for that, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's, it's doing wonders. On top of that, um, are Instagram ads and Facebook ads even converting anymore? I feel like a lot of the people they're targeting um, are almost desensitized to, you know, the, you know, the old tricks of the trade of getting people to click through and see their posts. I think working with an actual creator as a brand, or if you are the brand, um, just creating your own content and like telling your own stories on a platform that's getting organic reach. Like, I don't know how you can compete with that. Yeah. Like we, especially, I, I would say everyone, but especially they're showing younger generations are even more like they have such a distaste for advertisement, right? Overt advertisement, right? Because we're being marketed yep. to every day. It's not that they don't like marketing. They just don't want to feel that they're being marketed to. And so when yeah. I think that, right, I mean, especially in a space like Instagram or Facebook, okay, if you're scrolling, what are you doing? You're probably looking at friends and families posts, influencers, whatever, and you see an ad, it feels so disruptive which I think yeah. the platforms say is like in their benefit. But I actually think over time, it's just taught us to gloss over them. And just, I mean, I don't know about you. I never look at those posts on Facebook and Instagram. The, the only reason I look at a post is because I'm in, I, I, I kind of like love marketing. And like, if I see someone that is like kind of doing it well, I'll like click because I want to see their whole, like all the touch points of their marketing campaign. Mm. So sometimes I'll click through, I'm like, okay, I want to see the landing page. I want to, but it's never like, because I'm actually the, the selling is actually working. It's more just because yeah. I'm curious what their sales funnel actually looks like. You're like on the research end, right? Totally. Yeah, That's yeah, how I was in my yeah. last job too. I would just look at ads for the purpose of seeing how we could replicate them. But it's yep. interesting you touched on like the customer journey. And I think one thing that Facebook and Instagram ads does do a really great job of for businesses is it's sort of like the, like it's, it's a great place for discovery and like awareness, right? So like maybe someone True. will just at least see the ad. They probably won't convert on Instagram, but then they go yeah. somewhere else to look for the brand and actually do their shopping before they, you know, things like that. So I feel like it's a great place to just get it out there and maybe just get some initial eyes, but people won't mo most likely convert on the platform, which is what I think both of those platforms would want at the end of the day for themselves. So they've got yeah. stuff to figure and, out. And I'm also seeing, I have a, I have two friends right now that are building legit just agencies where they help brands hire creators 
to uh, to create content for their Instagram pages. So they're basically like the headhunters for uh, for creators that are like looking, that are talented, that are looking to work with brands and just be their creators, their in-house creators. Uh, and they're, they're getting insane results. Like um, just to have someone in-house constantly creating on this platform, it's a, it's a brilliant idea. The other thing that I wanted to mention is – it skipped my mind. What what the heck was I going to mention about that? Oh, it's converting. It's actually converting. So the other night I was talking to someone who has a um, who went from ten thousand email subscribers, and she only has three hundred thousand followers only, but three hundred thousand on TikTok. Um, she had ten thousand, and then she made a video about this freebie that she was giving out. This video got like one point nine million million views, and she got. 50,000 oh my emails. gosh I believe like, it like that is a treasure like b- companies try to get 50,000 emails for like for a, a decade you know people right, like, right. You know, there's, there's there's people building like big businesses off of that and it's the health and fitness space so I'm like yo you are sitting on a like a gold mine with with these emails and then I had another friend he just posted a video got like 34,000 views and he got 500 emails. So like it's proving that people are actually taking action mm. from this content too, which I think is the coolest part. It's not just like when I first started getting on TikTok, it was actually by accident. I was I was just like, oh, it's cuz I I kind of had the like the the mindset that like, oh, YouTube's more official. TikTok mm. or no, Instagram's more official. Like I want to be part of these worlds. And there might be still an argument like, yeah, if you're an established creator on those platforms, you probably um, have a little bit more clout like now I think TikTok is catching up mm-hmm. but that's what I was that was my mindset but then I was like you know what I'll just take these videos and put them on TikTok and then they just started blowing up like they started working on this account so like once you get that those results and you're like feeling it and the platform's like supporting you, you're like yo why would I why would I post my stuff anywhere else what's crazy what I love about TikTok too is they make it easy for you to grow on other platforms. I know people don't believe me, but they're like, when I say, oh, they do. Just focusing on TikTok, like you will naturally grow on Instagram. Link your Instagram, put your link in bio, whatever. People will drive, like you will drive people just naturally because they want to know more about you. And that's the one thing that Instagram, I think, will always excel at, right? It's sort of like a digital library and people can passively scroll back and see everything that you've done yeah. right who like you get a lot more of a comprehensive understanding of who a create what a creator does um but tiktok is a great place to start and get the cast the wide net funnel people into your other yes. platforms and i think back to you know yeah the conversion piece like i think brands need to start thinking of it that way right like maybe tiktok ads aren't great at converting or you know things like that but maybe you capture someone and it's lead generation, right? And you're capturing an email and they convert three months later. Whatever it is, I think we can't think of the customer journey so like linearly. Like it's it's it can be all over the place now. But yeah. I believe I mean TikTok is such a great place to start. So that's amazing about those email lists. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think like it's funny, like I feel like I'm like selling TikTok on right. this or on this episode right now. But I'm like, I they don't pay us. am. Like I'm I, <laughs> Yeah, no, they don't. I mean, they kind of do. Like I've got, like I've got, I'm getting brand new opportunities now. Let's go. Um, But like, uh, it's funny. Like, uh, yeah, 
what what's cool about it too is you brought it up that they are they they play nicer with the other platforms. Like they literally mm-hmm. let you embed your Instagram into your profile. Where right. TikTok, no Instagram, they're they're holding tight on to you staying on their platform. They're not going to let you go anywhere else. Yeah. But TikTok is like cool. Yeah, you like you know b- bring your friends, like bring your other platforms. And at, at, at least right now, you know they're playing that game. Who knows like how they change in the right, future. Right. Right. But they're definitely making it super enticing for someone to get started and then find like-minded people. Like, for example, this interview does not happen unless we're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that, like, as I put more content out, it's getting me in front of, like, people that, like, you know, have, you know, are similar like-minded people that, you know, have similar goals, similar outlooks. And we can collab and, and share ideas and have fun conversations like this. Yeah. Now, when you started on your on your TikTok um, is this more of like a hobby for you? Like, or is there like an intended goal that you want to build, like kind of have a side business around with, with your, with your TikTok? Or is this just like, this is like shooting hoops or like hanging around. This is like a fun hobby for you to like be on top of these trends and kind of like, um, practice with storytelling on social media. Mm. Yeah. Purely a hobby. I would say at first, actually my first video that blew up, that was like within my niche, if you will, I was just like frustrated with Instagram, like I said, and I posted about how I you're think. like ranting, right? It was my rant. I didn't even say I I'm, I could help you with social media or any I didn't offer any sort of services because I had none at the time. Right. So mm-hmm. people came for me and they said, hey, I need help with X, Y and Z. Can you help me? And I saw just like a, an influx of increase. And so I was like, I think I can do something from this. Right. <laughs> So yeah. I remember like a week after my video blew up, I made a website with like services. I just like put together packages and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer some social media consulting, opened up, like published my website and started taking a handful of clients. And so since then, I would say my strategy with TikTok has been to generate an influx of potential clients that I could work with. Um, go. And again, I ne- when I tell you I never mentioned Hey guys, like if you want help, I can help you. I never mentioned it once. In fact, I didn't want to because I just wanted people to naturally come to me. And I received such a constant influx, like that whole time, just from having it in my bio on TikTok. Um, recently, I just stopped doing that because of my new job. And I'm like, okay, I can't handle this. I don't want to do work after work. But that's yep. been huge for me. So now my strategy with TikTok, it's been a hobby as of late, like as of like late as in maybe, like the last month. And now I'm like, I think I want to go into more of like the actual creator type stuff, like brand deals, not necessarily working with clients, but yeah, like working with brands, like that's what I want to enter into. So that's my strategy now. Have you had any brand deal? Have you had any brand deal opportunities? I've had a lot of opportunities, but I'll be honest, I've really shied away from them because I feel like. I don't know about if you've experienced this, like the whole imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm not a creator. I'm not an influencer. Like I just make videos for fun and people follow me. Like I don't think of it that way. (laughs) What you just said is the whole thesis of all of my content. (laughs) Like if you look at my content, like the tagline is shorts for creators. Like, I, I, um, I'm honestly like what I've realized is cause I've, I've been making content for over a decade now. And what I realized is like, you know, you always get questions about like, the technique, the the tactics, the hacks, the the equipment, and what I realized the thing that's most consistent that's consistent now then that is the same thing that was consistent when I was started ten years ago working with big artists in the music industry to small solo creators. 
it's all the mental stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally the, those beliefs of like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. I'm not supposed to have the microphone. Someone else more legit is. So like, and I'm still navigating that. So I'm not saying I'm a master, but I've definitely seen things that I feel like can help if I just kind of explain or help people give you know ways of thinking around certain topics. So mm-hmm. yes, I I can uh, relate to that. So you're saying that like your your headspace right now is like all right like am I like who what gives me the right to do this right what gives me the right to like have a voice on this subject and I feel like when it kind of happens I'm not saying that I didn't think this could happen but I didn't set out and say like I want x amount of followers right like I I just like had fun posting I I didn't have like a real strategy exactly and so now I'm like I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads I feel like with things and I'm like I could really put effort into this like more effort and I could try and like actually grow this thing and make real like good money and so you I think I'm finally money. ready yeah I'm like I'm finally ready. I think I'm ready to like Let's step go. into it it's funny people people in my new job have like found me on TikTok and they'll like ping me and they're like oh my gosh you didn't tell me you were an influencer and I'm like that's because I'm not <laughs> But I, you got to sit in the mindset that like, okay, if I was meeting someone randomly and I saw their, I, th- their page was my page, right? And I looked at their stuff. I'd be like, yeah, like you are a creator. So I need to just like yeah. own it and live it and like honestly kind of fake it till you make it too. Because I think that's what we're all doing right Yo, now. <laughs> I don't even – here's the thing. Like that's the beauty. Uh, th- there's so much of it uh, just – just owning it the fact that like i'm gonna put this out and some people are gonna like it some are gonna disagree some are gonna be confused Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think that that's what you do a good job of you say hey world here's how i think about it take do what you want with that information Mm -hmm. and just saying that like so many people are like they're so like uh you know both sides they're trying to like not ruffle any feathers but you're like hey this is how i think about it and when you do that and you make like a bold point even if it's about like something like a trend or like why something's working out it makes the audience have to think do i agree with her or do i disagree with her mm-hmm. and in doing that you get a comment either way yep. you get people the saying engagement. like yep right on or like or like girl no there's you're totally you're, you're out of your mind thinking about it this way so i think that's what you do a good job of that when I look at your content, I'm like, okay, like I can, I like to, you know, borrow inspiration from people. I'm like, I think I can like, by the end of my video, I want people to know exactly how I think about this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you talk about in one of your videos, you highlight this concept of being a, <laughs> I'm going to try to say the word. Good luck. A genuine, a genuine influencer. A genuine sure. influencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the concept? I think someone else coined the concept, but it's basically give me a little bit more uh, behind this term and this idea. Yeah. Well, a genuine influencer, I can hardly say it myself, is essentially. A genuine, <laughs> oh, genuine influencer. Yeah. Like genuine yeah, and a, influencer it's combined. It's extremely yeah, it's not gonna, hard. That word isn't going to stick. It's but not. The concept is going to stick. I the see it is in my mind. Stick, so that's I won't why. be saying it. But yeah, I see the yeah, term. Yeah. It's essentially yeah. this idea that you know we are gravitating more towards really authentic influencers who maybe aren't putting on a face of makeup before they film, or they're showing you behind the scenes of what's really going on in their life. Um, they're educating. They're not just inspiring, but they're talking about real topics in the world. And I think you know, it's it's more about being able to 
relate to them, right? I mean, it, it just feels more genuine, right? I think about like an Emma Chamberlain. Exactly. Everyone loves Emma Chamberlain. She was kind of the first of the kind to do that, right? Like she was. She was just talking about whatever it. It, it you created this sort of like parasocial relationship with Emma because you you were in like the most intimate parts of her life. She would wake up in bed and roll out of bed and like start filming. So kind of like full blown, yeah, just yeah, just like no makeup, with the flow, right? like like. Yeah, just like her, like tangential thoughts, like one after another. You're like, am I in this person's brain right, right now? Right. She has a, 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 yeah, she had a really. I think she she was one of the earlier ones doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anyone else before her that was I like can't. really showing her world the way that she was. Yeah, and not even just like aesthetically, right? But I think even more so what happened last year. So like we're so much more like aware of what's going on in our world, right? And I think we've been shifting more towards influencers that are looking to educate people who are on the cusp of like world news or it doesn't have to be that. It could be showing people how to do something within your craft, right? I mean, I think when people think of the word influencer before, they think of like the Instagram beautiful model type girl who was just posting about her skinny tea and her like makeup for the day. But now it's like that word influencer spans across so many different types of creators and that's the beauty of it. And I think TikTok did help usher that in. It's like you people were going viral and they looked a hot mess and they were saying whatever they wanted in their bathrooms. Whereas like before you needed like a setup, you got to look right. Lighting has got to be good. Edit that thing. Right. There's no need for that. Yep. Yo, there's no need for that. I think one of the coolest things is I remember uh, Will Smith started like started vlogging and he was vlogging like like actually vlogging like had like yeah. a little like dslr like really looking at the camera when he started then he started getting like a bigger team around him in his vlogs and i was like it's not fun anymore it, like mm. felt really good when i watched this like mega superstar just like you know looking at a camera the same way emma chamberlain's looking at her camera like in her bed waking up um i thought that was like so rad seeing that raw authentic side of of, of someone like that and i think that's how people are becoming their own stars just by bringing people into their world is is there someone currently on tiktok you see that's doing that well Ooh, i mean i i wouldn't necessarily <laughs> the first person that comes to my mind she's pretty controversial I think Victoria Paris is also like a Emma Chamberlain in her own right of like TikTok. Um, yeah, she. I'd agree. Yeah, and I think genuine influencer again doesn't always mean that they're getting up talking about like this is my opinion on like what happened in the news today. But <laughs> I think more so the fact that she, it's like you feel like she just again wakes up and decides to talk about something and just set speaks her mind like says what yeah. is on her mind like no filter so i think she's probably someone who's like really popular in that sense that i would think is sort of like the tiktok equivalent of an emma chamberlain i also think again she is a little bit more polished but when it comes to the educational or just like more like less about gatekeeping side piece Emily Mariko has like risen to fame recently and I think people are drawn to her for a multitude of reasons but also because you get to see something that she's creating and obviously too that that creates like a ripple effect of people wanting to like copy her and emulate her lifestyle but also that like I don't know she's not just showing the end product but she's taking along the journey so I'm sure there's more I could think of. I'm being honest. I don't tend to follow a lot of influencers on TikTok or see a lot like yeah. genuine influencers. I think that come up, but 
Um, I think, now, oh, go ahead. Uh, so what is she, Emily Mariko, is she the one that does the, the salmon, mm-hmm. and the salmon bowls? Yeah. You do, you've done a couple of recaps of her, right? Yes. I love her. Uh, she's risen to fame. Like she's got like 3 million followers in the past, like two weeks. What, what does she do well besides like, she, cause a lot of people cook food. A mm-hmm. lot of people cook food on TikTok. Like what do you think separates her content from other people's yeah i think here i'm blending both genuine influencer and also just the traditional like what makes you successful on a social media platform which is consistency like she's so consistent you can go back you can scroll for like hours on end looking at all of her content it's formatted very similarly that doesn't work for everyone right some people can't just put out the same video over and over just kind of in a different way and it works well but with emily it does And I think um, just in general, too, I think she crosses a lot of barriers. Like when it comes to like language, like she hardly speaks in her, hardly speaks in her video. So automatically you can send that video to people across the world. They don't need to speak English to know what she's making and things like that. So, you know, again, she's still polished in some ways, but I do think she'll occasionally pop on and be like, guys, I have a newsletter coming out. I'm going to share with you where I get my knives and where I go grocery shopping. Here's my grocery list for the week, right? Like how cool is that? If you want to be able to sort of like emulate that lifestyle, you could like go to Emily's newsletter. I'm sure she's generated a lot of email leads from that. And how many followers is she at now? Is I she at like a couple like million? Four million. It's insane. Okay. Yeah. So again, it's she's it's like kind of like anti I think of it as like anti gatekeeping, right? Like she peels back the layer and it's like, here's what I'm using. I'll give you the exact list of my groceries. Here's how I'm making it. Like have at it. And I think that's just really cool. Sort of like breaking is it the fourth wall or the third wall? I don't know what what fourth wall. wall. Fourth, fourth wall. wall. Yeah. Like break like you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I love the anti-gatekeeping idea too because, I mean, that's sort of like I got into the music industry in like 2008, 9, and 10, and you had to go through gatekeepers then. And the people that I was working with, like we had to go through like the traditional route. You know, we were kind of like, uh, you know, one of the earlier people like kind of doing the hybrid route, like, you know, partially putting out mixtapes, but then also like you got to go through a label. You got to go through all these people to like get yourself seen. And that's why I'm so passionate about like the independent solo creator, because like now I'm like, wait, like we don't need any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like a musician shouldn't seek to be, get a label. They should seek to become a TikToker first. <laughs> and then yeah. you have an audience to put your music to. And there's no one that you owe any money or any licensing or any royalties to. It's so fascinating to me. I, I love that people can like have an idea. Like if someone is into bikes right now, they can be like in within 30 days, if they really do it right, they could have an account with, 50, 100,000 just going all in yeah. on their insights around mountain biking or, or, you know, pick any subject. That That is such an exciting concept for me. Yeah, like everyone can jump you. in. Yeah, go ahead. I was just say everyone can yeah. jump in. And like I said, the content creation piece, it's so easy. You just film it on your phone, post it. Like it's it's like plug beeps have absolutely opened, which is amazing. The, yeah. Well, so tell me about your – this is kind of a hybrid question. Tell me about your production process because I'm looking at my production process right now, and I'm wondering if it's a little too polished. <laughs> like, I was like, gonna say, yours is I quite almost, the setup. 
well, that's what I'm saying. I almost feel like I need to dumb it down a little bit because like sometimes I, I even notice like I'll, I'll, I've been experimenting with it a little bit, but there's something so natural about like just talking to your cell phone yeah. that is just like different than talking to like an actual DSLR camera. So I'm curious, like let's talk about your um, the, the recent video you did highlighting uh, it's Emily Mariko. Yes. Or, what's her name? Yes. Is that her name? Emily Rico, yes. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just like, because I'm like, I, lo- I love this one. I love that people are like, yeah, yeah. you love Emily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so you did a video on her. Like, tell me about like from idea to filming that to how you filmed it in the app, green screen to publishing it. Because like, it'd be fun if someone's like listening to this podcast and is like, I want to have no gatekeeper. I want to put my ideas out there. Like, let's talk about that. Like yeah. from idea to wanting to recap that to how you did it. I actually talk about this in some of my videos, but I, my number one place where I start, well, one of the number one places that I start is the notes app of my phone. I'm like not super organized. A lot of my ideas come while I'm at work or I'm out like running errands and I'm like, shoot, that's a really great video concept. Let me just like write that down in a couple points. So either that or I go and I do a deep dive on articles, see what's popping. And then I'll like, okay, let me link this. I'll literally use it as a background in one of my videos. And let me just like jot down some points of what I took from the article. So then from there, honestly, I've been trying to get better at having more of like a narrative throughout or an actual like kind of not plot, but actually plotting out what I'm going to say. Because in the past, when I've just picked up the phone and said whatever, I found that people are like, girl, you crazy. So I'm like, let me like <laughs> be consistent with what I'm saying. Um, so I'll do that. I'll just like kind of write out what I want to say. And then literally, I, I'm looking at where I film. I have a, a window in my room. And I just like Perfect. prop it up right there, like put on a green screen, maybe you always see my bed in the background, if not, and I start filming. And um, honestly, that's proven to be just fine for me it's funny you mentioned more like high production high quality things because I'm trying to get more into that I think eventually if I maybe want to go to YouTube I need to get on that so I like need a little bit of what you have but I recommend if you like need a mix literally just pull out your phone and like try mixing up your backgrounds try a green screen those are fun I think those also tend to draw a lot of attention because it's something different and eye-catching and just like don't sweat it like just just start talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, – so you go right in front of – like it's not – you don't have a ring light. You're just like I'm using natural light coming in from my window. No. Boom. No barrier to entry. Like listen, there's no excuses, guys. Like you can make a – that video has got what? Like 2 million views on it. You can make a video with 2 million views on it um, that people get a lot of value out of just by using your cell phone um, and looking at the camera and talking. Uh, and sharing your insights on something you're passionate about. That's the coolest thing. I can tell that you're interested in it. You, you really care about it. Um, so what which green screen do you use? Is it is it like a specific one? Because you use the green screen where like the it's like you're in like the lower hand corner. And then because like I go to that I go to that green screen thing and there's like 20 options. Like what's the go to one to use? Does it matter? Okay, let me tell you. It's just the basic green screen that takes over your whole screen. But what you can do is yeah. you can take yourself and you pinch the screen and you can rotate yourself around it or minimize your or maximize your your body on the screen. So that's how sometimes I'm like off to the side <laughs> or, you know, you'll see me yeah. like in a random space. It's because I do that. I like those. I also recently started liking like it was just like a I've seen ones that are just like a square above your head. 
that are really yeah. cool too. I try and mix it up. But honestly, like I said, that's like as advanced as I get. I do that and then I add captions. I edit the captions, put a song on it and post it. Like no editing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like that. No, is, is there any timing strategy or uh, like timing of the day or is there like – and you? It, like, how do you think about that? Is it like, oh, I got to wait until noon because people are out at lunch? Or you just run it when it's ready? Uh, okay. I think naturally when I have free time is when I feel like majority of people have free time. So that's kind of how it tends to work out with my posting. People say there's not a science behind po like posting times, but I think there is. Absolutely. Like, I try to post in like the afternoon or like right after work. And I always think about, okay, if people are on East coast time, is it going to be like super late for them? Or is this going to be something that they're like in bed scrolling on TikTok? That's what I tend to think. Like when are people mo like have, the when do people have the most downtime and are probably scrolling on TikTok? Right. I think also too, yeah. just as you produce more TikToks, there's an analytics page. You can literally see when people are most active because um, as much as TikTok will continue to push your videos out no matter what, there is still an aspect of like getting the video going when it first starts, you know? So I think yep. I just try to do it during times when I know people are free. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm curious. So here's my thinking, right? I want to start incorporating more like um, just straight to the cell phone content. So my thinking was, all right, I'll do like my traditional one to two videos with a nice setup a day. And then, then I'll try to hit five like reaction type videos. And a reaction type video is like sort of what I say, what you did with, with uh, your girl, Emily, your homie, Emily. <laughs> um, <laughs> if she doesn't uh, know by that now that I'm a fan of yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but like five videos like that a week where mm -hmm. it's just like, yo, just run it. Like that's how people consume content on yeah. the platform. So it's kind of like a, a, a little mix of, of both the strategies. How do you feel about that? I think, Or should I just stick with one? No, I think diversify for sure. And even diversify more if you can. Like if okay. you have off the top of your head thoughts while you're like at the grocery store, like pull out your phone, start filming. Like I just think run it. definitely when you have an idea on something like go for it, run it. If it sucks, you can always private it or just leave it and whatever. But I also love that you touched on the stitching or the reaction because I think that's a huge aspect of the app as well. Something they really excel at is keeping the conversation going. So, you know, yes. you've seen it where a video does extremely well. And then there's like thousands of stitches underneath. There's so many people trying to join in on the conversation, add their own narrative. So I think that's a really cool way. And those tend to captivate people like really well in the intro. So I think definitely keep those up for sure. And when you're making videos, are you thinking about the hook? Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to think about the hook. That's the most important part. Like, is there any part of that? Like, oh, you rewriting that or, or retweaking that different ways? Or are you yes. just kind of on the fly? Just, just, okay. So you're thinking the hook, about that. Yes. I've kind of just experimented my own time. I used to always do the, like, have you like always entering with a question, but now I think to myself, like, get to the freaking point, cut the fat. Like, don't, yep. don't be like, Oh, I was on my phone the other day. Like sometimes those work, but for me, we talked about it, like attention spans are shortening and shortening and shortening. And I want someone to know or have an idea of what my video is about in the first like five seconds at least. So if that means I have to cut out like an intro that's maybe going to give a little bit more context, I try to like, I just try and cut to the chase or like a green screen. I'll have it up in the background of what I'm talking about and then I'll intro it a little more. Um, but I think, yeah, mm. the hook is everything.
it's everything. And you're doing all the editing right in the app. Oh yeah. Nothing complex. The most I'll do is add like Yo, a sticker. Yo, I love it. Yo, I honestly like I I love it so much. Um like that's that I love when people like literally build brands off of just using their cell phone. I, I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Um yeah, I just think it's so dope. So like I I'm gonna experiment with that a little more. Yes. And and then yeah, yeah. Well I might have we might have to do a part two and kinda look at what's working and what's not. Yes. So I, overall in general, what are most people um that you see that are just starting on TikTok, what are they getting wrong or like what what do they need to think about in order to make their content better is there something that you kind of see is a trend that pops up that uh you know people just kind of missing the mark a little bit Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tie it all together i think when i think about like a genuine influencer someone who it feels like you're peeking over their shoulder into their life or you're you're seeing a behind the scenes right um and when we talk about sometimes high production stuff, I think you got to be relatable. You got to meet people where they're at, Mm -hmm. right? I think you can go on any other platform like a YouTube and get like an insane, like someone with an insane setup and, you know, dope lighting and all this stuff. And I think with TikTok, you don't have to sweat the big stuff, you know, like you can just meet your audience where they're at because I think that's like the coolest part. So even for me, I know there's been times where, I've used like a bigger terminology that I would use at work to talk about like, you know, KPIs and stuff. And it's like, that doesn't matter to people on TikTok. You got to be as relatable as yeah. possible. So cut the fat again, like get to it. And just also like speak to your audience in the way that they want to be spoken to and just like be casual. I, I think being casual will get you far on the app. And of course you have great stuff, like do the mix, but start doing the casual cool. stuff casual consistent i i feel like that if you do that you'll 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 find your your groove you'll find your place on this this platform yeah well is there anything else that you want to cover um on this is there any any question like what like is there anything top of mind about like uh actually no actually let's pivot it you talked about your creator goals What's something, let's talk about this. Like if you could like kind of decide what your brand is going to look like in a year from today, like the creator side of, you know, you're, you know, putting out your content. Um, what does it look like? Like what's a, what's a big win that you're really proud of that you might've accomplished in a year from today? One of my favorite things that I see from creating content is like keeping that conversation going and like building a community. So this is going to be very vague, but I want to build a community in a different way. And I think when I think about that, I think of YouTube, honestly. I think that's that's one of my goals is like getting on YouTube. I feel like it's a better place to kind of like house your community. You know what I mean? It just sort of feels like you've got this page of You're the internet. You're jumping ship? <laughs> I will be jumping ship. I will have the link in my bio so you can tap and get okay, over there. Okay, 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 cool, cool, But cool, I cool. think, right, I just think that sure. this is where I see myself sort of headed i've i now i've got to hold myself yeah. to it now that i've said it out loud so i think that Ooh, and just continue I'm, to build a community i'm gonna hold you accountable that's i love that i love that uh and i think you're 
uh, you're headed in the right direction. I, I I really appreciate your content. Whenever you you drop something, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to know her take on it. So <laughs> I think the more consistent you show up, and as you build that channel, you're gonna get a lot of uh, subscribers. And that's my goal too. Like my my long term goal is to have the it's around the podcast, not the TikTok. But the mm. TikTok is what's giving me the most reach right now that gets me exposure onto the podcast so it's, yeah. it's a very similar goal but building a community around that and um yeah just just having fun uh connecting with like-minded creators like yourself so where can uh whoever's listening want to go and learn more or see some more of your hot takes on on um, fun social trends yes feel free give me a follow on tiktok i'm trying to remember i just changed my username to be cohesive with my like website um i believe it's j-a-z social so jazz social underscore jazz social. instagram don't really care about instagram it's more of like my personal like friends and family type thing but if yeah. you want to follow me there don't go there yeah don't go there but <laughs> underscore jazz underscore um and hopefully youtube soon perfect i appreciate the time thanks so much for jamming out and uh excited to keep the convo going of course thanks so much thanks for having me tom